Well, good morning, everybody. Um, welcome to another version of the Harlan's Business Builder podcast. Simple aim is to help businesses everywhere grow and uh, become better. Um, our aim, as always, in this is to really change the role and perception of an accountant. And by doing that, we want to work closely uh, and learn from some of the best. And I'm delighted that we've got Pete Wilkinson with us today for this business builder. Um, as always, to start, Pete, you've got 30 seconds. Tell us a bit about yourself, and in particular, why do you get out of bed in the morning? Okay, uh, so my name is Pete Wilkinson, and my background is largely corporate retail. More recently, last sort of 10, 15 years, I've run smaller businesses. Now I spend my time speaking, coaching, and uh, helping people to put my software system in their business. And why I get up in the morning is that I am just on purpose to help millions of people to be their best. It sounds really cheesy, so I, I, am, I do feel on purpose. Uh, the other reason I get up in the morning is I'm kind of always hungry, so I'm ready for breakfast. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm all about kind of helping people to stretch and be their best and, and I just think it's great when, you, when you're in a role where you just feel that, like you have that energy to, to do something really worthwhile. I've done really bad jobs in the past, Bill. Mm-hmm. I've dug holes for fence posts before. Mm-hmm. So now being doing this sort of stuff, coming in and chatting like this, it's, it's not working. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and if, if you could describe yourself in three words... Okay, three words. Okay. Three words. What hey, would I tell you? I'm going, to, I'm going to describe myself in three letters. Okay, then. S M I. Okay, then. A severely motivated individual. Severely motivated individual. Yes. And and if you were to ask um, your close friends and family, what would how would they describe you in three words? How would they describe me? They they would probably say I'm fun. Uh, I am a little intense mm-hmm. and uh, probably driven. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, okay. I like to organise people. Like, when we're going here, what time's this? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a bit more of a control. Which, in fairness, is probably how the Reclaro software kind of you know that fits in yeah. perfectly to be with brand. Really. I'm on brand. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we joke about it, but uh, yeah, I've, I've had the benefit of seeing some great people in business, and I think one of the things I noticed is the ones who are congruent with their message and the ones that aren't. So I am very congruent in terms of that. I, I do like to push myself quite hard. I am very, very um, expectant of what I can deliver. So I, I hold myself to account. And I am the same with people I either work with or I support and, mm. and, and with friends as well. I, I, Where does that come from? Do you know what? This is it. That's, people have asked me, why are you so driven? And you can go back and say it's school or parents or whatever. But it's a funny thing. I've thought about it because I do feel like driven. And I couldn't just put my finger on it. I think... I think if I was to give it a little bit of thought, Phil, it would be when you try doing to do something, whatever it might be, and you're not certain at the offset that you can do that thing. So if it's a running event, or if it's building a business, or if it's speaking it somewhere, or learning a language, or whatever it might be, I think it's not until you do something that's really challenging and you achieve it, I think it's not until that point that you know what you're really capable of. Mm. So I think that most people, fortunately, and I'm bit in the face here, I think most people are playing far too safe, Phil. <laughs> and and I, think, I think, you know, the fact that now life is fairly easy and you can get your shopping delivered, you can just order something in a second on the internet, you're going to leave your chair if you don't want to. I think some of us have been, uh, have become, um, I, I joke saying in the car, you can fit the cruise control. And it's great, okay? 
Flick along the waterway, it's quite fit the coastal trunk. I've met people and continue to meet people who unfortunately, without realising, have flicked the cruise control in their lives. Mm. And I think that's a really... In business, you really don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I'll be very specific if you want me to, it's around mid to late 40s. They begin to achieve things that when people were 20... So, so Rachel at 20, super motivated. Rachel gets to 40, 45, she starts achieving things and they go, hey, this is great, I've achieved what I thought I wanted at 20. And then they go, <laughs> and I think that's a real dangerous thing. So I've, 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 I've achieved what I need to achieve, and what, why do I need to yeah, do anything I, else? I, and when I was 20, I'd have been, I, I, I would have loved to be where I'm maybe, if I'm mortgage-free, great. If I'm not, I'm paying the mortgage. Um, you know, I, I'm comfortable. And then what we do is we go, mm. and, and, this, and this is not to confuse us with contentment. That's a different thing. I'm talking about getting your business to a certain point where you go, do you know what? It's been a while since I've done something that really scared me, mm -hmm. or it's been a while since I've set a goal that really challenged me. So I, I'm all about kind of purposely getting yourself out of your comfort zone, stretching, whatever that might be, physically, mentally, learning a language, an instrument. Um, you know, I did a special forces week uh, selection course this year. Ironman, whatever it might be. Okay, it doesn't have to be. It might just be the, the 5K park run, but set something that's going to make you come out of your comfort zone. So for, for me, that's what I probably think the drive is, uh, is that um, I, I think we have great capacity and I think most people are playing it too safe mm -hmm. and I don't think enough people are moving towards a potential. So I'm really keen about reaching potential. And that's a, we were talking just before the podcast about these golden nuggets. That's a real golden nugget for anybody to take away because we, we, we see it similar the businessmen and women who are successful are the ones that get out of that comfort zone regularly. And that can be, as you say, either in the form of testing a new marketplace, yeah. bringing in good people around themselves, as you say, personally trying a new skill. And that is uncomfortable for a lot of people, but those who constantly test it, and it's the same with sports people, isn't it, really? Sports, yeah. You know, you, nobody knows that Babe Ruth has the most strikeouts, so missed the ball the most times. Mm -hmm. Everyone just remembered him for the most home, home yeah. runs, but it's because he took the risks. He took the risks. And, and also, you know, if you are a, let, let, you know, if you were a, a world-class tennis player, it would be boring to play someone who you absolutely know you're going to wipe the floor. Yeah. You want to yeah. play someone that tests you. Yeah. So, so as a high-performance person, I do believe that in your business, you need to either, as you say, for a product, a market, a service, go into somewhere where you go, do you know what, we're going to have to raise our game here, mm. you know, um, and I, I think that's what we need to do more of, more of the time, and I was with this, a group of people just this week, actually, one guy said, yeah, but I'm going to take over this business, and, you know, I'm not really showing out, I'm a bit fearful, and I said that, you know, being fearful, thinking, this might not work, is not a bloody good... Sorry, not that's a good okay. enough reason. That's Sorry, fine. not a good enough reason good not to do this thing. Mm. You know, it's okay. So we're scared. I was in Brecon. We're carrying sixty pounds with yeah. the UK Special Forces. I looked to the right. I looked to the left. There was nobody there. And I thought, right, okay. Remember the training. You can navigate. You've been through it. Just keep going. One step. And that's how I got through it. Mm. And, and business is like that. It's not. I'd love to draw a line and say it's like that. It's <laughs> not. It's like this. You loop back and. But you've got to keep moving forward. So, yeah. so for me, the drive is really um, building this life and business, but certainly a life where I'm testing myself, I'm addressing it. And I think when you 
when you get across that line, wherever that line is, you go, do you know what? That, that's what I'm made of. Mm. And I think we can forget that. So we, we, we've, there's been a couple of bits where we've talked about kind of this, the, the Reclaro and, and, and your business. Let's go into there. So we've heard a little bit about yourself with, as, as a, a severely motivated individual, which, which everybody will be able to see straight away, which is fantastic, and the passion. Um, and they're talking about uh, going out of comfort zones, which sounds, when you talk about it, really easy, but... You've created a business which, of course, helps people do that, helps people yeah. manage it in a way. So tell us about the business then. What, what is it? What does okay. it do? So the, biz- the business is called Reclaro. Um, the reason I've created this business is many years ago, about 12 to 15, I created a very simple action plan process called 135. And very simply, it's one vision, three core objectives and five goals for each objective. I, I built it, Phil, because after coming out of business school, I was a little frustrated with the amount of effort put onto strategic planning mm-hmm. and not the same effort on strategic execution. It was all about creating the plan. Oh, great, I've got this plan. Well, business plan's a great one. I've got this business plan. Yeah. Do you look at it regularly? I don't even know where it is. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. So I came up with a very simple one-page system called 135, and I've used it for many years in sport, and I've used it with clients in business and etc. And people are using the system but with it being a paper-based or a PDF system, there's limitations, certainly when you're trying to share it and engage people. So Reclaro is taking that concept into a cloud-based web app software system so that you build your own plan as a chief exec or a CEO or an MD or a business owner, and then you then get your senior team to build plans coming from yours. You're all be- The idea is you become highly aligned and loosely coupled. So everybody's working together loosely, but they are aligned towards the central objectives of the business. Mm-hmm. And it is a performance enhancement tool. Uh, you have to be ambitious to use it because, you know, any, you know this better than anybody felt, peak performance isn't easy. You know, you've got to commit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's for businesses that are very ambitious. And I would even go one step further and say it's for businesses that are slightly obsessed with their results. So somebody <laughs> kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. a CEO really wants to, to, yeah. to get the numbers, it, it is the tool for them. So it aligns people. Yeah? So if I can kind of go back a little bit, yeah. uh, which resonates hugely with some of the clients that we see in the process. Everybody talks about business planning. You need a business plan. Most people who have a business plan because they're raising funding. Yeah. And once they tick the box, they go, that's it, done. It goes I'll in the bottom drawer and then see you later. And yeah. as we know, the most successful businesses have a plan and then look at it regularly. But as you've rightly articulated, looking back at a 50-page document regularly in, in the past was always, well, I'm not going to do that. And therefore, I'll fly by the seat of my pants most mm-hmm. of the time. And I might be successful or not. Being a user of the 135, mm-hmm. um, can clearly see how that one-page summary... Yeah, it's a snapshot. Completely right. And it, it goes, this is where we're headed, these are the main objectives, and the reason we ask people to do three for is because most people have 33, <laughs> and, and I, meet, I meet business owners yeah. that are just so good at spinning plates that should work for Cirque Soleil. You know, they're, they're that good at like just jumping from thing to thing, and they think that's great, and it, it actually isn't. In fact, the, the, the secret to this, what I found, is... In order to achieve more, you actually need to focus on less. That's quite hard for people. Especially so, business owners absolutely. and owner managers who are... Yeah. Entrepreneurial. Yeah. We can see that we could go here, we could go there. Yes, you could. Yeah. And you could dabble in a in, in hundred different markets. But you know what? Let's just nail one distribution channel. Let's nail one niche to begin with. Let's nail one range of products, so, you know, like a, a suite. Let's do that. And then... 
will expand deliberately. And the plan enables you to do that because you can literally look at it and within about 120 seconds, you know, you can say, yeah, that's where I'm headed. That's what I should be focused on. These are the goals. What am I going to do today? Mm. And that's the purpose of having that system. And, you know, for those who are going to go from a plate spinning, 20 different actions to a one, three, five. Can it just happen overnight then? No, you know? no, it doesn't actually, to be fair. I mean, you can build a plan very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and it's a, when, I, when I work with people building, they get a bit frustrated that I can kind of succinctly build one in a few minutes. I'll say, yeah, but I've done this like thousands yeah. of times. You yeah. know, it's like, because I'm There's an coaching, art to that, isn't there? There is, and I'm coaching and I'm training and I'm speaking in it and I'm working with people all the time. Yeah. So every time I'm delivering something, I'm like, it's reconfirming in my mind a way to do it. So, so you know, you, you can build one quickly, um, to become a person that uses it habitually, mm-hmm. that takes time. I, I call it like, you know these natural laws, the law of gestation. It takes a natural time. I remember I, I'm sometimes fairly urgent. Um, my wife recently uh, we had a, we had our um, our fourth child, and uh, you know I'm a master motivator, Phil. But mm-hmm. it took nine months and say, come on, Sharon, get the, <laughs> get the baby out in six months. But unfortunately, it didn't work. So it took took nine. And, and I think you have to realize that certain, certain things like that do take time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trees take a certain time to grow. I'm not going to get up too no, tree huggery. Yeah. But, but, you know, don't rush with this stuff, but do it in a deliberate, planned way. And you will be surprised how quick it can begin to work for you. Yeah, okay. So, there's one company, they, they're using Recloral. They now have 16135s within their business. And the plans are coming through to me because you can share them with, with your mentor or your, or your champion or whoever. And, and it's surprising how quickly, once they are built, the results are starting to come. Because it's mm. just, you know, the one-to-ones have got purpose. The, 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 the monthly reviews are great. Let's look at your Claro. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Which goals are on track? Red, amber, green. Why is that behind? What can we do with that? So it just gives a succinct focus to your performance management, which enables you to make progress. And again, if I can take a, do- a golden nugget there, and, and, and having seen 135 work and having seen some of the best and worst businesses... That single purpose, that you know, the Simon Sinek why, yeah, yeah, yeah. the North Star, however, you, whatever well, you want to yeah, call it's the same it, same sort of thing, but yeah, it's incredibly methods. powerful, isn't oh, it? Is, yes, you know, yes. that's kind of elevation yeah. from from good to great, and, yeah, and those things, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 you know, one of the things I do every morning is I I look at my plan, but I I have fifteen goals, one, three, five, five goals for each objective, and yeah. I've prioritised five of them. So it's the Pareto's eighty twenty, you know. These are the main ones I really need to be focusing on. So what I do is every morning, every work morning, not, not Saturday, Sunday, but every work morning, I write out my top five goals mm. in a little notebook. Okay. And I'll write this. And it's not goals for the day. It's goals that I'm working on from the plan. So sometimes I could be writing the same goal for eight months. It's crazy. I know it's a waste of time. Okay. So, you know, I'm slightly obsessed with results myself. Yeah. So my, my PB is three minutes, 56 so in sub four minutes, I can write out a very short, succinct, two-sentence vision. I can write out my five goals and a closing thing. It's on a little notebook thing. And so in four minutes, in the morning, before I check email, before I have a cup of coffee, anything like that, I start saying, right, okay, then. Of all the stuff going on, Phil, what's the main stuff Pete needs to think about? Mm. And it's these five goals. And I have found that one thing, for me, it's different for everyone, but for me, it reconnects with the North Star, the, the why, or whatever it is, purpose, vision. It connects with, yeah, okay, so all this stuff's going on, this is the main stuff. That's where you're going. You're building this business to help millions of people to be their best, and here's your first five goals. And that's really so powerful, I work on that every day. Because especially... 
when you know phones in the pocket, emails coming up on iPads, yeah. you know, and and you 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 believe that, and, and clients are shouting, suppliers are shouting. Where do I put my time? And if I can kind of sort of repeat back a little bit some of the things you've said, because I think it's incredibly powerful. So what you're telling me is there's this thing, not only the, the vision here, the three core objectives and then the five goals under each objective, but you go even further by going, not only am I doing that, but I'm then prioritising yeah. out of those 15, which ones I'm going to be working on this next week, month. Thinking so about, like, yeah. get, get the front of mind. Yeah. And, and I'm a big believer for in space repetition. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I've done this every morning until that goal is complete, the longest one took me was eight months. It was really interesting. It was for an organisation I do a lot of speaking for. And at the time, I was really interested in making an impact with people. And I've seen speakers, I've seen some fantastic speakers, I've seen some not so good. But the fantastic ones are able to give you something you go, and often it's like straightforward stuff, but like in a moment, epiphany or whatever you want to call it. So I really wanted to be one of those guys that would walk into a room and make an impact on people's lives. That's what, you know, I've said about the helping millions of people to be their best. That's part of my purpose. So... One of these goals, it was goal number two at the time, it was I impact thousands of people each year with my speaking. I impact, I wrote every single day, work days, for eight months. I then went to an organisation and I won most impact award speaker. And I thought, you know what, anybody that has any doubt that this stuff works, that is not coincidence, <laughs> it is that it was, the, it was one of the five things I think of before I start every day was about making an impact with thousands of people through my speaking. I then go to a, this large organisation and it's a, it's a very big organisation. There's lots and lots of speakers and I won the most impact award speaker. And, and it was just a perfect link, the fact that I've been front of mind and, and the subconscious going, that's what Pete wants. That's what Pete's about. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I believe we are goal-seeking mechanisms and yeah. give us a goal and we know where we should be going. If you give us a, I often say, vague focus produces vague results. So I like to get very specific on what success and happiness looks like, write it out, read it, and I'll read them out loud, mm-hmm. to different degrees. Yeah. If I'm on the tube, I'm not like, <laughs> right, because I, I get like a big space, I get a space round, I can't get all garbage to myself, yeah, exactly. you know, move away from that bloke from the north. Um, so, so I write it out, and then I read them, I read, write them, and then I read them out. And it just course corrects. So, you know, the North Star is a very, very good analogy because I'm kind of getting the compass saying, right, that's that's the direction to go in. Mm. Because the reality is, Phil, people start the day with email. People start the day with email before their feet touch the carpet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and then you suddenly go, this first hour of the day, which is really precious to set your day up, is, is reactive to mm-hmm. people's to-do lists because that's what emails are. And then your mind is all over the place then because you're thinking about... And I think, again, there's a golden nugget there. And when we we talk to, again, the best businesses and the business owners, that early morning routine, ritual, habits, whatever you want to call it, is so important. And actually, it's savoured. You know, and some people, it's time of family. Some, it's they walk the dog. Some, they go to the gym. It's yoga. It's meditation. What one client, you know, he, he doesn't write his goals every day. He has his main goal... But, but every morning, without fail, he watches a different YouTube motivational video. Mm. And that works for him. Mm. Um, and he just sits and three to five minutes he goes, right. And that's like hello, protected time. Do you know what I mean? It's a meeting with himself. Mm-hmm. And I can see the guy now. He's a great guy. Runs a business in London. And that's how he starts his day. And he knows that doing that produces a better result. Phil, you probably fly on holiday, right? Mm. When was the last time you're on an aeroplane and the, and the pilot said, right guys, we're going to take off. We're heading for a nine o'clock takeoff. Um, I think I've got enough juice in the tank. I'm going to just head for the hills. I'm going to skip the pre-flight routine. <laughs> no, no. No, please don't do that. Yeah. So a pilot sets up 
they're shot, which in that case happens to be flying a plane. A dentist does that. You go for an operation in the hospital, there's a pre-op. Yeah, yeah. So most professionals have a way of setting up their thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of business professionals just come in and just go, yeah, I'll talk to talk to Vera the photocopier, you can have 15 minutes first thing. And, yeah. and before you know it, it's quarter past 10, you go, I've missed a real chance of shaping my day. Mm -hmm. So I'm a real believer in, in routine in the yeah, morning. Me too. Just to set up, yeah. And for me, it, it, it is writing the goals. I did them this morning, I'm having breakfast, and I'm just writing them out, read them out loud, and then I leave, and it, like I say, it's, it's, it's four minutes. Yeah. It's not... It's not I think there's a good, I think there's a there's, there's a there's a great nugget there in particular and we'll make sure kinda of, that's something people will share. So you told us a bit about Reclaro and, and, and the one three five and some of the really good golden nuggets that you've shared with us in particular around prioritization. So from your experience having worked with some great leaders and also I'm assuming some not so great leaders, mm -hmm. what are the key features that make up a really strong leader that you've seen? Um, I think one of them is consistency. Mm. So the business that I'm, I'm in a privileged position, Phil, that when I, if, I'm, if I'm doing the speaking side of my business, I get in front of lots of different businesses and I get to see, um, I get to see some goods and some, some bad bad examples and the ones that seem to do really well you know they go from the good to great sort of businesses are the ones that are consistent in their in their approach what I mean by that is that their their people don't say things like I wonder what mood so-and-so is in today you know or I wonder what they're going to be like in this meeting they are predictable and 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 they are very very um, focused and absolutely disciplined but they are consistent in their approach. So if, for example, they decide in this business, we are going to make this many, go, go really micro, mm -hmm. we're going to make this many calls per day to these people to have that result, prospecting, for argument's sake. They will build a system around the discipline of making sure that's done all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, some, some people call it a 20-mile march. They'll work out what it is, whatever it might be, and they will just absolutely stick to that. Mm. And I think that is what is important because then people see that's the expectation, that's the standard, they know what it is, and then they're able to follow. Yeah, okay. So I think consistency is a big, big one. And that, that, that word following is quite, quite a kind of buzz at the moment in terms of leaders and creating followers. Yes. So you think that the consistency of purpose and uh, message. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so whatever it is, Phil. Yeah. So, so um, you know, there's one, one business I work closely with is an estate agency business, mm -hmm. and they have worked out um, the, the, the length of time on a call, the length of time spent making calls is in relation to sales down the, down the pipeline, if yeah. you like. So it's yeah. like leading measures and lag measures. Yeah. So they've worked out what the leading measures are, and the leaders of that business are absolutely... Um, obsessed if you like to the degree fanatical almost of of making sure that is done consistently all the time so it's not like yeah it's okay to do it monday tuesday wednesday miss thursday get back on a friday that that's not what we're talking about mm -hmm. we're talking about working out some very basic things and the, the funny thing with success what i've realized is it's actually that it is quite simple mm -hmm. if you work out what you need to do and consistently do it, you will get there. Yeah. You know, Ironman triathlon is, is a challenge for some people, but once you build the plan 
um, and just do the training. And if the training happens to be two sessions per day for six days a week, just do the flipping training, yeah. you'll get to the end. Yeah. But if you think you're going to have a peach instead of doing the long bike, or you're going to go for a walk instead of doing the long swim, you won't. Yeah. But if you're consistent, so, and I think what that does is that enables people to realise, you know, me the leader, I'm deciding that's what we're going to do, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to be with you, and we're going to do it together. And that creates a powerful sort of uh, team in the business. And I think that's a really important factor. Do you know, it's really interesting because when you, when you talk to a lot of people, you say, what makes you great? You just, a lot of people say the kind of buzzwords, motivated, yeah. driven, visionary, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Don't they? But that's actually, that's the first time I've heard that. that, that, that is, it's right on the money. Oh, it is. <laughs> because it's not to say they, uh, that doesn't mean that that person isn't driven, oh, but yeah. they're consistent. They probably are visionary. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But they're just consistent in their behaviour and yeah. actions. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it takes somebody, you know, it, it takes a great strength and courage to, to stick to something and do it consistently. Um, Jim Collins has a programme called uh, Great by Choice. And he talked about a triangle of these 10x businesses. And at the top of the triangle, the triangle has three points. Just in case people didn't realise that. Sorry, I didn't realise triangle That's has three points. That's for all you southerners there, by the way, not the northerners, of course. Yeah. Three points. The top one is what he calls um, fanatical discipline. And, and, it's, and it's saying, what is it that we're going to do that we're going to commit to, and let's just keep doing that thing. Yeah. And even if we don't want to, I, I, I'm a bit intense, as I've said to people, but I have a definition of a professional, Phil. And a professional is somebody who can do what they need to do, when they need to do it, whether they want to or not. If you're unable to do that, don't tell me you're a professional. Mm-hmm. Because once you can get that level of focus and that discipline and that consistency to do what you need to do, when it needs to be done, whether you want to or not, then that's when the phenomenal results become. And it is just that plodding forward, relentless, absolutely unstoppable, just keep going. It's a really good place to kind of go to my next question then. So we've talked about that consistency in terms of leadership and, and, and of course being driven and enthusiastic and, and entrepreneurial, but... What then makes that, you know, with, if you've got that at the top, how do you create that high-performing team below All it? Right, okay. You know, with the people who are looking to, to get yes. to the top and are, yes. are of different characters yes. who aren't necessarily maybe as, you know, the same as the leader. What's in your kind of experience? How do you then create, alongside a great vision and, and, and you could write a, a great 135, mm-hmm. how do you then create a high-performing team to deliver on those results? Get obsessed like you are. Yes, yes, okay. So, so for me, it, it's about getting people to understand their own personal vision. So one of the things you can do with 135 is you have, let's say you're a sales director and you have a sales manager and you're in the senior team as a direct level and you've got the management team. It would be worthwhile getting to understand the sales manager and what is going to happen to that sales manager's life when they reach peak performance. So it might be something as simple as I will be able to have four weeks abroad each year of luxury holidays with my partner. And that's what it might just be. Okay, something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So what you find is that when you get the person to realise that they're doing this thing, their sales management bit, which is contributing to the sales director's bit, which is affecting and influencing the CEO's bit, once you have that line and you're pulling it back to, so this is why, Sarah, you need to do your sales manager job beautifully, 
because you're going to help the business achieve this and also it makes this difference to you. Mm. Once, you once that person has that understanding of I, 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 you're helping me to help myself, once that happens, then that person has the energy to continue with the tasks. What we sometimes fail to do is we just tell people to do things really well and we motivate and we, we, we performance manage and we take corrective action and we're assertive and all those things, but we never pull it back to this is what it means to you. So I'm a big believer in high performance teams on everybody kind of has an understanding of their one thing, which is by doing this over here, it's going to help me like this. Whatever that might be. That's really okay. powerful. So hold on, that's a little bit sensitive and a bit kind of, that's not it kind is. Of corporate. It's not corporate yeah. at all. And, and you know, I've done corporate and I, I do like some aspects of corporate. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I do think that for me, it is always the person first, then the business. Mm -hmm. And that's controversial with some of corporate clients, but it is mm -hmm. because we are people. What's the difference with a great business? It's not just the product fill or the, the service or the mark. That's all important stuff. It is important, but it's people. Yeah, it is, is blooming people. So if you can find a way to switch on your people and get them to build into this, this mission, you know, so so for example, if I'm building a team for a close, like, do you want to come on board? Do you want to come and join the software business, or do you want to come on board and work with somebody who is slightly obsessed with results? But we're going to build something—a beautiful business that helps millions of people to be their best and has a real impact. Now, that's a more powerful thing than that. Come on, let's run this software business. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing: is, yeah. is is getting to understand. What's it going to mean to you, Fred, when we achieve this? Mm -hmm. and, and it's not easy, and, and people sometimes switch that side off, Phil, but if you can reveal it, you know, going down to a micro level, I even had somebody in a business that I worked with many years ago, and it was like, right, if we build this business and we achieve this, it means to you, let's say it's just called Julie, that you can get to your caravan in Catrick every Friday by three o'clock because if you do this you can stay part-time and have a higher income than if you were going to go full-time somewhere else. Once we engage that person and they realise that any of the changes, any of the growth, any of the challenges we were achieving as a business meant that she could then do that, be that, is the, what she really wanted to be, mm -hmm. she's fully engaged. Yeah. She understood, she connected the dots. But nobody teaches us that at university no, to, you don't. Have, to have conversations no, like this, do they? No, no, it is different and, and, it, and it's, it might seem slightly counterintuitive to spend time on a one-to-one -one finding out what makes your people tick, but I've always found that to be a very good use of time. Yeah, it doesn't take much time and, and they have to open up and some people might just not want to go there and that's up to them. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you build this kind of like culture around... Um, I nearly swore there, Phil. Hashtag GSD, which is get stuff done, okay? Um, if you have that culture and you say, here, we, we, we are high performance, I expect absolutely a lot, but I'm going to give you an absolute lot and I'm going to yeah. give you a system, because the great thing with Reclaw is you can build a 135 for business, but the system also allows you to build a 135 for personal. Mm -hmm. So if in your one to one, you start tapping those two things together and the business, I believe, does exist to help its people to achieve not just their business goals but their personal goals, that becomes very powerful. Then you've got a very tight-knit unit. I can imagine also that, that, that it will also help in some circumstances where actually once you've done that, there's a, there's a realisation that maybe there isn't a fit. And 
you never have those conversations until that grudge bag comes out. Whereas that's what I can imagine having those conversations yeah. does it the other way that someone goes, actually the business can't help me where I am and therefore I'll exit earlier. Yeah, and, and, and then you help that person find something else yeah. and that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, this is not about, I'm well aware that if, if, if I'm building an elite team, because that's part of what I want to build at Reclaro, that, that not everyone will fit into that. Yeah. Um, I, and that's okay? Absolutely yeah. fine. If somebody doesn't want to run that fast, yeah. Um, there's a coach in America, guy who must be nearly 80 odd now, he's called Bob Proctor. And uh, great guy, I've watched lots of videos, done some of his trainings, and I know someone who trained personally with him. And, and, he, and he, he said, as soon as you meet this guy, he takes you by the right hand, shakes your hand and says, tell me what you want and I'll show you how to get it. And not many people can answer that question. You know, they, they want more money, they want a better business. Specifically, what does that mean? I haven't thought about it. Mm-hmm. One thing Bob does is he says, when I recruit, and he's in his 80s, he says, when I recruit, I say, right, if you're going to come to join this business, we don't do anything slowly. We don't rush, but there is a sense of urgency in what we do. We like to crack on. If that's not comfortable for you, then you're not going to enjoy it here. <laughs> and I think it's just setting that expectation. Mm. Um, there's a guy called Ray Dalio, uh, Bridgewater, the big investment yeah. guys. Yeah. And he says, that, you know, his culture and his business has been likened to an intellectual Navy sales culture. Because it's just everybody is, you know, go to Google, you, you just got people yeah, up yeah, here. Yeah. So, so once you create that cl- clarity around, this is what our culture is, it's a high performance, we're getting right into the detail, yet we're still able at the same time to look at where we want to be in three to five years time. There's a high expectation of bringing your best self every day. Mm-hmm. Once that's clear, that's fine. And then the people who buy into that, you help them to achieve their personal goals as their business goals. Then you start becoming building a very tight elite team. Really good. Really good. So just kind of, just looking to potentially wrap up from a Reclara point of view. So in 30 seconds, mm-hmm. why should somebody use this 135? It will allow them to clarify where they're going, how they're going to get there and what they need to do each day so you can have a system of knowing what you're going to do tomorrow in 86,400 seconds that will help you reach your vision in 12 months time very simple very transparent and everybody starts to pull together in the business okay. that's why they need it great so how we always like to kind of wrap up here is asking the kind of the one question around you know what's the what's the one bit of advice that either you've had mm-hmm. that you would pass on um or that you would like to, that you found yourself and you would like to share with you know people who are building a business and looking to grow. Okay, um, yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> has to be one. <laughs> has to be the one or the three or the five. No, no, no it has one, to be one. Yeah. one okay, Phil. I, I would say one of the things for me is you absolutely must work bloody hard, but only when you need to work hard. So I work really hard when I need to and then when I don't I have no problem I have no guilt about hopping off <laughs> and having some re- rejuvenation that's really powerful I'm going to leave that there because that, that's a great way to finish well thanks Pete thanks. that's another Business Builder podcast completed you'll find some amazing nuggets in there of any high growth successful business owner should take you know if we think about the 135 we think about consistency we think about high performing teams hope you enjoy that uh, we'll be back for another one in, the, in, in a couple of weeks time thanks guys